preached last Wednesday, um, and really ex- talked about working together as a team, as a church, with a purpose, God's purpose. Not my purpose, not your purpose, God's purpose. God's kingdom, God's building a church. And uh, really felt like I was going to get more into what I'm going to talk about tonight. Didn't happen that way, but we aren't going to wait till Wednesday. Not sure why, but God knows. But we are turning to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Let's ask God to help us tonight. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth, God, of your word. Thank you, Lord, that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path in a dark day. In a day, Lord, where so many are, are, are so sadly lost and confused, God, thank you for light. Thank you for truth. Thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I pray that you would anoint it not only in the preaching, the teaching, but also in the hearing. And, Lord, that we take it home with us and be doers of your word. Oh, we love you for it. We thank you, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Ephesians 5, let's just read verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. God bless you. You can be seated. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We talked last week and opened up the word of God in Ecclesiastes. It says two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor if they fall. One will lift up his fellow. Aren't you glad for help? But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help. That almost sounds to me like I've got to take responsibility that I would reach out, try to make sure I've, I've got help when I need it. I have found so often, I've done a lot, my wife and I first uh, got together and had a heart to to just do something for God. And uh, one of the things we found that just not only was available, but found out that our hearts just really, really just resonated with us to be able to go into nursing homes and people that just are hurting, people that are alone. And and I have heard people say, well, why? You know, there's not, there's a lot of people, you know, they get set in their ways. They matter to God. They, they, they're, they're hard to really win. You know what? If I don't win anybody and I can just kind of bring some, some, some of God's love into their life, that matters. And I found out that I've gotten more out of it than I think I've ever even given. There's a lot of sad stories and don't, don't hear something I'm not saying because I've always heard a lot about, uh, about, um, people being forgotten pushed off and they're not valuable to society. They're not valuable to their families anymore. And how sad that is. Amen. It it breaks my heart. It ought to break your heart because amen. Except for the grace of God, it could be you. It could be me. And I've heard a lot of, of, of really horrible stories and and I want to be careful with this, but I want to tell you the truth. There's sometimes I've heard those stories and then I find out, start to get close to somebody. They're alone. And they've got no one and they're lonely and 
they don't have a friend to help them when they need a friend the most. And and I, I think a lot of you maybe that have worked in in, in homes like this and and or maybe some of you have family that, you know, is going to fit this sad description. There have been some that I've seen where I've met their families after the fact out in the hallway, weeping and crying, saying, I want to be here, but I've been pushed out of their lives. There are some people that get so angry and so negative that the people that want to help the most can't sometimes. And I've seen that happen in life more and more where you try to reach out and try to love people and the best you can. Because all you can do is the best you can. And, and, and there are some people that are t- tough to love. And sometimes you have to do your best to pray that God would break down the walls that they've built. If you've ever met anybody that's built walls. There's a lot of that that goes on because, you know, we, we are so imperfect. We've been through a lot and we've been hurt and and it's easy to build up resistance and be be protective uh, of that kind of hurt. And when we come to church, it is God's desire to to soften our hearts and help us to to consider one another, to recognize that, hey, my The way I feel is not the only thing that matters. To submit myself means to be concerned and to to, to care and and to think, you know what Jesus said? It was a memory verse. You know, you hear about the golden rule, the word golden rules. The words golden rule aren't in the Bible. You say, do unto others as you have them do unto you. Well, I was given that verse as a a memory verse. And I think think James calls it the royal law. And say, whatsoever you would that men should do unto you, do ye even so likewise unto them. That's a long way of saying do unto others. (laughs) But he said, on this is the whole law and the prophets. Just considering, hey, wait a minute. I've, I've got feelings. I've got needs. I've got thoughts. I've got emotions. But what about the other person? That means I've got to submit to them. And as a Christian, something supernatural has to happen. Because I've been in a world and I've been through some things that I'm used to getting pushed down and hurt. And, but now I trust God to lift me up so I, have to, I can have the ability to stop and say, I know what I like and I know what I want and I know what I need. Oh, I know it all so well. Here's my needs. Here's what I, uh, is important to me. But I have to, when I submit to somebody else, I... I stop and think about their needs and I put them above my own to serve, to bless, to help. More than anything that we would recognize together that it's not really about my needs. It's not really about your needs, but God, that we would all submit more than anything to you, what you desire. That as a church, we all are very different and, and we'll all come at things in a different way. And that can be such a blessing. We get sometimes people with questions say, doesn't it seem odd to you? You got Matthew and you got Mark and you got Luke and you got just four different books about the same things. And sometimes it just doesn't seem like they line up. They don't contradict. But they corroborate. And they work together. And God shows us that. That even with the same account of the most important thing that's ever happened on this earth. That God says, I I want you to hear what Mark, Mark's witnessed and what he saw and 
And, and I want you to hear what Matthew has, has recognized and what was important to Luke and God's spirit working in it all, of course, yes, but building up a, an understanding. And, and so as a body, we all are very different and, and hands and feet, fingers and toes, eyes and ears and all these things. And, but ultimately, if, if we're going to see the greatest things, the miraculous things, it's not going to be I, my will and, and, and what I can do. Is, I'm not a miracle worker and neither are you, but God is. Amen. And when we can submit to an understanding that it's, it's God's kingdom, it's, it's lifting his name up, it's, it's what his will is, that there is a vision. Right. What's the Bible say that without it, without a vision... People perish. That we come together with goals. God's goals. With purpose. God's purpose. I can tell you like a lot of people today, I recognize. You'll hear me talk about, I feel like, because of technology, it's easier to get lost on on a little box. (laughs) you carry around in your pocket entertainment is more available right. you can get uh, you can get uh, the latest just high definition games that were easy to just spend a little time and lose your mind you lose your just uh, you know just lose yourself and into that are so much more involved so much more immersive yeah. amen tell my children so many times, you know, when I was uh, playing those games, you were a, you were a square. <laughs> and your weapon was a square and your bullets were squares. <laughs> and some of you are saying, we didn't do any of that junk when we were little. We literally went outside and found something to do. The blessed. The blessed. Praise the Lord. But it's easy to just get so immersed. And then not only do you have all that, you have all the... The evil that's that's removing any we don't have to try to build relationships. We don't have to try to 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 make friendships. We've got online romance. We've got pornography. We've got things that will fulfill some seemingly needs without having to to pay a price for for a friendship and a and a covenant. Hello. Amen. And uh, and weed. Talking to a man outside of church, talking to him about his family and just how it's just so prevalent and so much. And it just robs people of their motivation, their desire to get up and do anything, just to sit back and listen to music and play games and smoke weed and get high and forget about uh, any kind of responsibilities at all. I understand some of that. I understand some of that. I understand what it means to not be motivated, not feel purpose, to look around the world and say, they don't have anything I really want. So why? what's going to motivate me to get up out of my room and do anything anyway? But God showed me something. God showed me that there is a life. And he describes it in his words so well. He says, you're dead in your sins and trespasses. You're just walking around like a, like the living dead, a zombie, if you will. But I'll give you purpose. I'll give you meaning. I'll give you life. And that more abundantly. When we come to the house of God... And recognize that God's purpose 
Like David that could have gone back home and, and just, hey, mind my own business. I don't need any problem. I don't need this drama you guys got yourselves into. But then he heard somebody curse God. Heard somebody blaspheme the Lord. And he said, guys, who's going to shut that giant up? Is there not a cause? Because he had his eyes on a purpose that was higher than his own comfort and his own needs. Amen. And God's will in submitting ourselves one to another, I think, is predicated on the understanding that God's purpose is always going to be foremost in the house of God. What's God want to do? What's God desire? Well, we know God wants to be exalted. We know God wants to be magnified. He wants to be worshipped so we can come in and at, in a place where there's liberty that he can work. And God wants us to win the lost and edify one another. And it's not always easy, but we need to work diligently to do just that. But you know what? As amazing as it is and just how much it keeps getting better and better. I have to be very, very, it's not hard for me, but I'll be very honest with you. It's not nearly as important as what we're doing the rest of our lives at home. That there is that teamwork that we take with us. I know everybody's not married here. Some of you might be thinking about it a little more than others. But listen to me. How important it is that God's purpose and meaning and goals are in our homes. Amen. That it, it's, it's so, it, you know, let me say it this way. It's kind of easy to be able to come to church and kind of smile the best you can, you know, and you don't want to smile and, and, and get through it. But, but then you can come home and just kind of, none of that anymore. I don't know. And, and all that thinking about other people submitting to one another. Amen. That's in the past, and that's for church. And oh no, oh no, that you put it on, you put it on. It's it's so important. My heart and my my burden has always been that this isn't just something we put on for church, like a like a necktie or a nice shirt. It's something that that we uh, we own, we live. It becomes our identity. Amen. Ephesians five. It goes on here in verse 22. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. And I recognize, like I said, not everybody is uh, is married, but so important that we have these principles. And I believe God's spirit will help you apply it to your life in in some way. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. I've heard it, and I believe in order in the home. I believe in God's roles. We are rejoice about that. We we celebrate the fact. And who would have thunk in 2023, years ago, when we talked about taught roles of masculinity and femininity that God made male and female. Who would have ever thought that our culture would have just fallen apart this much? 
I've had conversations with my family. I've taught it to you today. Let me just say as well, again, a man that I've uh, spent some time with this week doesn't come to this church, doesn't claim to be a Christian in any sense of the word, but spent some time and got to talking about things and start talking about very specific things that seem to be overlooked in our society when it comes to things we talked about a little bit this morning, uh, the music that is uh, played publicly that and, and some of the things, some of the movies that are very popular and you hear all kind of conspiracies that are going on. But when you look in plain sight and realize some of these things are talking about pedophilia right. yeah. very clearly, right. very, things that I could spend more time than you really want and more time than I have tonight and Things that I have explained, things that I have taught. Here's a man who's not even a Christian saying, it almost seems like they're going to make that another identity. That you can't blame me. It's just how I was created, how I was born, that I have an affinity for for children. And and I said, I've been saying that for years. Seeing some of the things that that have been played on the radio or or put out on on video and thought, how is that even legal to say something like that? Right. To portray something like that? Right. When we have sexualized, I said, well, let's just look at it this way. The man who I was speaking with, his wife works at Target. I said, why is it okay to have these skeezy Halloween costumes for little girls? Right. Why is it okay to have, yeah. have, have slutty nurses and kitty cats for... Little girls. Why is that? How is how does that slip in there like it's no big thing for forever? Seems like it's been around. Don't tell me that this society hasn't over sexualized things that 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 they're saying, oh, we want our rights and we want to be so careful. Look around. You're doing a really poor job at calling out some of these things that are so, so rampant, so in your face. Help us, God. But I said all that to say this, that the preacher that supports leadership as being a bully and not what Jesus called leadership is wrong. Jesus talked about serving one another and and loving one another and how important it is and can I tell you, I stand here today, it's been almost 35 years of marriage. It's just, you learn some things when you pray that long for somebody. You learn some things that I can tell you 30 years ago that I didn't recognize as important as I do today. When you grow in God and and how important it is to recognize, to have, to build, you know, to build a Christian home. To build a life. Some of you that aren't married today, and uh, be so very careful that you can start with Jesus Christ in your home. If, if you don't love him more than anything else, it's not even an option. Because you're going to need that help. Amen. 
We've read these scriptures about headship. We've read these scriptures about leadership. And then it goes right into husbands. Love your wives even as Christ loved the church. Also loved the church and gave himself for it. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus has that leadership role and he has shown us not only in his ministry on the earth but now he tells us this is how you lead this is how you love you give yourself amen Amen. talked about it last week some about about leadership in a home is it'll it'll leadership doesn't say hey it doesn't matter how sick you are i want my sandwich (laughs) it stays up all night it works over time to make sure there's security and 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 people are doing well and people's needs are put before your own. Amen. It's the the mom that stays up with a child with a fever that she's not feeling well herself. And amen. You give of yourself. Like Jesus loved the church and gave himself. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. That he loveth his wife, that he that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. I've got. Things that I like that my wife doesn't like. I've got hobbies that I like that she doesn't like. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to make sure she's taken care of first. Amen. Amen. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to say, hey, you're doing all right? She'll say, hey, I've got to clean today. Don't don't get under my feet. Get out of here. For you, I'll do it if I have to. But, uh, But I want to make sure, twice as much sure that... What she wants, I want to, I want to build in her an understanding. Here's where we're getting to that understanding of honor. I want to, I think, I look back at my life and I'm going to be very, very transparent, very personal. If I look back at my life and there's one thing that I wish I would have learned earlier is that, that I know that Hollywood didn't teach me. I know that examples around me certainly didn't teach me sadly. But to know how to honor someone that said that I'm going to forsake all others and cleave to you. Amen. And I thank God for a wife that has done the same for me. To respect the strength that that takes and to show honor because of that and to build a relationship. That takes something. You know, the Bible talks about a wise woman, but I think anybody needs to look at it. Builds her house. Means that. We have a part in building what we want. You say, hey, I'd really like an extra bathroom. You know how to get that job done. I, I, I'd really like my kitchen updated. It's not, but it's not talking about that, is it? It's talking about what you, what you need spiritually, what you need is in, in, in a relationship matter. It's, uh, there, there's going to be some things. I, I want to have somebody... That will trust me. So I, I built that. Taking s- extreme steps to make sure that trust, it doesn't come naturally for a lot of people, you know. 
especially people that have been hurt, especially people that have been abused. So you've got to not expect it. You've got to build it. You've got to build it. Want that, that, that friendship. And I, I feel like with any kind of relationship, it's, you're not going to have anything without honor. What does that mean? It means showing the value that they have to you. It's so easy to go through your world, lovers of your own selves. And listen to me, this is for any friendship relationship that you have, but I want to talk about the home a little bit because there's so much that's going on in our lives. It's so busy, but when it all comes down to it, we, we're going to need, uh, need some help. Thank God you're going to have what you build. It also says in Proverbs that he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. There are people in our lives that we love dearly, that are very important to us and have a role in our lives. But I want my wife to know that when it comes down to it, she matters more than, than my mom and dad. She matters more than, than my children. Raise they're gonna, we're gonna train them up in the way they should go. You say, brother, that's, that's your children. Oh, there's, I didn't, not taking a bit of love away from them. But I'm not taking sides with them against their mom. Amen. I'm not taking sides with my mom or my dad against my wife. Not my friends. Not my hobbies, as I said. Amen. So important. Because you know what? I'm not going to feel valued. She's not going to feel valued. If you know when push comes to shove, somebody comes first other than them, you. Amen. You feel hurt. When it comes down to it and you're in a corner, you want to know somebody's there with you. You got to build that. You got to build that. Thank God for friendships that are that strong. But they've got to know. They've got to know. You've got to build that. That whatever comes happens, no matter how hard it is. We're in this together to say I'm for better, for worse, to say uh, that you mean everything to me, to say I'm we're, we're on the same team, to say that I've got your back. That means something to know that if I'm not around, there's trust. Amen. That has to be built. That has to be built. That has that can't just be taken for granted. It's not fair. Honor, that kind of honor that's, that supports one another. To have the closest friendship that you can have with anybody, it means that you know that no matter what, I'm not tearing them down. That's right. I'm, I'm using myself maybe as an example to some, to some degree, but uh, uh, we're not perfect people. Right. You're not perfect people. I'm not a perfect man. I, I, I really mean well and I want to do my best and I want you to tell me if I've not done well because I want to make it right as quick as possible but I realize we're not perfect people a lot of times people go ah you know what you know where you dropped the ball tell me um do you want to know where you dropped the ball okay we won't talk about that but it happens that happens we do that sure we do my wife and I we 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 you know, don't always see eye to eye. We don't always just agree on everything. We don't always just just have the clearest communication. But praise the Lord, I'm I'm not going to tear her down. Just, 
How, that's just, it's degrading to, to, to talk against her in front of her or behind her back. It's so important to build one another up. Because we're living in this world and it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You're going to go through some things. I, 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 I'm not just excited about saying it because it just seems like the last thing you're going to hear a preacher say because, you know, people feel like faith just means you say everything's just great. But you know what? We suffer. We struggle. We get hit hard in this life. But God is good. And God's got a plan and God's got a purpose even in the valleys, even in the battles. And if you've got a home, you need, one, you need to be strengthening one another. There's very, very, very few times. I can't think of any, to be honest with you, but rather than say never, that if I'm down and I'm hurting and I'm going through it, God just has a way for, for my wife to be strong at those times and be able to say, it's, here's, here's, here's what God told me when I was praying, and vice versa. To, to be able to say, hey, hey, wait, 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 no, no, it's going to be all right, listen. We're going to pray like we've always prayed, and God's going to do that. But there has to be that respect. And say, oh, you're weak. Are you struggling again? You know, oh, man, I'll tell you what. You should have strength like me. No, wait a minute. <laughs> you're going to eat those words. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Roles in the home, absolutely. Ways that you need to... To make decisions that sometimes are tough to make, but, but always loving, serving, supporting, building one another up in the home. Amen. Honoring. I'll tell you how children are going to learn how to honor home, homeschool. I've heard people say, I don't know if I believe in homeschool. Oh, you do it. You are a teacher. They're watching you. You know, when you think everything's great and nobody's watching and, and your quirks and your failures and you're, I'm, a, I'm in a safe place now because nobody. Oh, you're teaching, teacher. Amen. You're teaching. Hallelujah. What you say and what, how you respond to situations and, and your faith is when it really matters. You're teaching faith. You're teaching prayer. You're teaching a response to to, to, to difficult situations. You're teaching that. Do we attack? Do we, do we uh, fear? Do we complain? Or, or do we respond with prayer, with faith, with strength? Amen. How do, we, how do we get up from when we fall down? You're teaching, teacher. Amen. How do we fail but fail forward and not let it make a bigger mess when it's all said and done? Because everybody fails. Amen. How do you forgive? How do you apologize? Well, whatsoever you would that men should do unto you. Amen. So important. So important that this submitting ourselves one to another, the kind of love that the Bible talks about. That I'm going to preach to you. Hey, love your brother. Love your neighbor. Amen? The kind of love that Jesus loved with. Look what it says. So ought man, verse 28, to love their own wives even as their own bodies. 
He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it. (laughs) That's talking about how you take care of yourself. That's how you feel about you when you've got needs. Better believe. Well, take care of number one. Cherish me. (laughs) Nourish. Oh, yeah. Going to nourish me. Going to take care of number one. He says you ought to love your wife like you love your own self. Amen. Amen. Even as the Lord, the church, the Lord didn't meet his own needs. He suffered for the needs of us. He sacrificed for us. Amen. Amen. Didn't shove it in our face. He just did it and loved us with it. Amen. Didn't treat us like little children. You know, I feel like that's something I need to say as far as honor goes. Praise the Lord. I, I can tell you from all the hurt that I've been through and and I know the hurt that my wife's been through. It's when God puts you together, he doesn't make you their mommy. He doesn't make you their daddy. We're not there to look down on one another, especially when you're weak, when you mess up, lift up one another. Amen. Nobody wants to be treated like a child. Your wife doesn't want to be treated like a little baby. Your husband doesn't want to be treated like a little baby. Amen. Amen. Strengthen one another. Love them like you want to be loved. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, that they too shall be one flesh. It is amazing to me. I think somebody who was reading through the book of Genesis, somebody else, (laughs) praise the Lord, saying, it seems so odd that God said it to Adam. And Eve. It was something such a principle that was so important that before there was even such a thing as in-laws. He said, hey, guys, this might not be for you, but you need to cleave unto one another and make sure you are number one to each other. Make sure they know it every day. Amen. This cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall be joined Unto his wife, they too shall be one flesh. There's nothing in God's word quite like that. The ability to have that kind of unity. The Bible says this is a great mystery, but I speak. I told you this recently. Surprise. He said, I'm not really talking about the home. I'm talking about the church. But I speak unto you concerning Christ in the church. Nevertheless. Let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband. The wordings that's used, we can, you know, chuckle about it. Things like Sarah. Peter talked about it in his epistle. Sarah referred to Abraham as Lord. We chuckle about things like that. and You know, psh, that'll be the day. But the kind of respect, the kind of love, the kind of honor... We're not talking about something that's uh, fake and plastic. We're talking about something that comes from the heart that really recognizes value. And I really believe that's what's missing in society. The more you get out there, and if you're anything like me, the less you want to get out there around people that just walk past you like you're a piece of furniture or less. And uh, the lack of respect. But this is something that ought to... 
be our strength that we shine in in this day. That they see that kind of respect, that kind of love. It's got to start in the home. Amen. It's got to start in the home. I know that there's a lot of it, and I understand the importance of it, and there is a whole understanding of teaching, of, uh, of, of having ministry in your life and honor where honor is due and, and obey them, have the rule over you, submit yourselves, but recognize that the idea of submission and honor, that is just a value that we all have and we place on one another. Amen. Amen. I know that I'm not taking anything away from the understanding of the leadership of ministry and, and the double honor even that the Bible talks about. But listen to me, if you can get, I know I've, I've heard some, some young people just kind of acting kind of gangster and, ah, you know, you only get respect if you earn that respect, if you give that respect. And I said, why don't you just go ahead and respect because you've got it in your heart to be respectful, yes, sir. full of respect. Recognize that people have value to God. Isn't that what Jesus talked about when he talked about being calling somebody a fool or using that word reka, uh, worthless fellow is what that translates into just to recognize, hey, they're valuable to God. When we pray for one another, when we pray for one another in our homes, we pray for our husbands, our wives, our friends, our family. When you pray for me, when I'm praying for you, going through this church and recognizing value. So important to the kingdom of God. So important to, to God that you are, are worth his, his blood that was shed on the cross. But how easy is it for us to forget the people that are the closest to us? To get so busy, so busy, maybe outreaching, Maybe thinking about the kingdom of God, thinking about, hey, we, we need to want growth. We want to see souls. But what about the people God's placed right around you? Don't forget how valuable they are. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please? Christian home is going to be based on the kind of love that ought to be just our lifestyle. That kind of 1 Corinthians 13 love that is not proud. I know a lot of times in my own life, just a lot of the junk that I've got thrown at me. It's just easy to kind of tuck it away and nobody else really sees all that. But do you take it home and the people that you care about the most got to deal with some of that hurt that's been unresolved, some of that mistrust some of that fear some of that disrespect that that really should be taken to the altar that really needs to be healed it's a process some of your hurt that you've been through but understand the people that care about you the most it's not their fault treat them right treat them like Jesus loves them just like he loves you don't just think about your own needs. Take some time to consider, to pray, to learn how to bless and be a blessing in your home. It's where it's got to start. Let's let's all find a place to pray.
bless each home. Some of these, Lord, that that are single, we pray, Lord, your will. Your will be done. Bless them with the help, the strength, the encouragement they need, God. Lord, keep them in this world. soul, mind, and strength. And love thy neighbor as thyself. Don't tell me that's not your neighbor. Don't tell me the one closest to you is not your neighbor. Love with the love that you are looking for. So the kind of things that you want to reap. God's going to bring forth the increase. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters, my friends. God, I'm asking you to bless their lives, their homes, their their families, their futures. For your glory. For you. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Those of us have been hurt. Those of us have been so deeply hurt, God. Bring healing. Bring strength, God. Bring your love. And make a difference. Can we all stand, please? Father, thank you again for truth. Thank you for changing our hearts and our lives, God. Help us to keep growing, keep learning, keep building. God, now I pray you bless your people. Bless them. Work in their lives, God. Work through them this week, God. And I pray just keep us safe. We love you so much. We ask it in Jesus' name.